what we've been talking about on Wednesday nights uh, as a church, we are go- we're refusing to believe bad news. We're refusing to believe, to listen to all the bad stuff that's going on on TV, everywhere you go. Bad news. And as a church, we have just put our foot down and said, we're just not going to be a part of the world system. We are not going to be a part of the Antichrist spirit that rules the world. We're the church of Jesus Christ. We live and we operate in resurrection power. And so, boy, Dexter's living proof of resurrection power. He, the devil came to take him out on his way to work that morning. And resurrection power stepped in and saved his life. And so, as the church, we as the church, if we don't demonstrate resurrection power in this world, then they're not going to see it. They're not going to know that there is an alternative to what's going on everywhere. So we have got to make a conscious effort to be the bearers of good news everywhere we go. Now, this little bunch of girls sitting over here, I was talking to them the other day, and they were telling me all about their little gossip club. (laughs) <laughs> y'all didn't know I was going to preach on y'all's little gossip club, did you? <laughs> I love to pick on these girls. <laughs> but uh, as long as our gossip is good, it's okay, right? As long as we're saying good things about people and doing good things for people, it is, we, we've got to make a difference in the world. Catherine Kuhlman said one time, uh, her piano player for her crusades, his name was Dino. I know a lot of y'all remember Dino. And uh, he was complaining about being tired and weary because they were traveling a lot and on the road. And she looked at him and she said, How can you be tired when resurrection power is radiating through your body? I have thought about I heard that about 30 years ago. And I have thought about that so many times. How can we murmur and complain when resurrection power is flowing through our body? You know, we have just got to make a choice to be the church. And if, if ever the world needed the church to be the church, it's now. If ever people needed to go to work and hear good news, if they needed to go to Walmart and hear good news, when they come to church, they want to hear good news. People don't want to come to church and hear bad news. They don't want to come to church and hear how bad it is. They want to come to church and hear that the blood of Jesus overcomes everything when we believe. The blood prevails. It prevailed for Dexter, and it will prevail for every one of us. You know, in the book of Jesus, uh, Revelations, when Jesus was talking to the seven churches, to one of the churches, he said, You know, I would rather you be cold or I'd rather you be hot. But because you're lukewarm, I'm just going to spit you out of my mouth. Now, that does not sound like something God would say, does it? (laughs) You know, there's these people that say, oh, God is all love. You can do anything you want to. You can just commit any sin. God is just all love. He is not going to be mad at you. Well, they need to read that scripture where he said, I will spit you out of my mouth if you're lukewarm. What he's saying is, I'd rather you be lost or I want you to be on fire. I don't want you to be a hypocrite. 
That's what lukewarm is. Hypocrites. It's people who walk around and can talk the talk, but they can't walk the walk. They just talk about God all the time and then go out and do all kind of awful things in front of people. And he said, I just want to spit you out of my mouth when you cannot be hot and on fire for me. You've got, we've got to be Zion, the church. Zion means hot. We got to be on fire love with Jesus. And the closer it gets to the coming of the Lord, the more we've got to be on fire love with Jesus. He has to be the love of our life. He has to be the reason we get up in the morning. He has to be the reason that we do everything we do. We can't just muddle through this life calling ourselves Christians and not making a difference. We're not Zion when we do that. You know, there's several different names for the church in the Bible, but all of them have different meanings. Like when he called him Jacob, you know what Jacob means? Deceiver. The heel, the tripper. So there are people in the church that are deceived not only about themselves, but about everybody else too. And then he called, another name for the church is Israel. Israel means contender. And then there are the people in the church who will fight for their faith. They will get up every day and they will fight to have faith. And then they're called, the church is called the bride of Christ. Our, we are totally and completely faithful to our husband. We don't love anything else more than we love Jesus. We don't put anything before Jesus. And I just want to say to the people who watch online that could go to church, you need to go back to church. You need to get up and go back to church and not put anything before Jesus. You know, if you're not going to Walmart and you're not going to work and you're not going to school, then it's okay to not go to church because you're being saved. But if you're going to Walmart and you're going to work and you're going to school and you're saying, oh, I don't want to go to church because of COVID, that's deception. What it is is Jesus is not the love of your life. We have to love him more than we love anything. He's got to be first in our life. So the scriptures that I want to go through tonight, I don't have a a little bit of time. Oh, I got two minutes. (laughs) No, wait a minute. Did we start at 7 or 7.30? What time did we start? 7. Okay, then I've got 30 minutes. Okay. I won't hold you 30 minutes. I know y'all couldn't put up with my preaching for 30 minutes. Huh? Huh? Okay. We go to 7.45. Okay. I told you they change the time every week. There is no way that you can know <laughs> what time church starts and stops here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who makes that decision every week, but they have a tremendously unstable mind, right? <laughs> okay. All right. So, 10 minutes. That sounds better, don't it? Okay. So, last week we looked at the scriptures we looked at uh, the scriptures where uh, uh, Jesus said, You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against what? The church. Not internet, 
Not online TV. The church. The church of Jesus Christ. And we are not the church until we come together and we have a foot and an arm and a leg and an eye. And when the body comes together and becomes the body, we worship the head. Okay? And so always remember, the gates of hell do not prevail against the church. Jared and I are constantly calling people saying, please get back in church. You're in a dangerous place. If you know Jesus and you're saved, but you don't have any desire to go to church, you're in a really dangerous place. You, because, number one, you're deceived if you don't feel like that you need to go to church because the Bible tells you that you should. And anytime you've got deception in working in your life, there's a door open to the enemy. So you're in a dangerous place if you claim to be saved and you just don't have any desire to gather with the body of Christ. And another thing is, people tell me this all the time, oh, I don't want to go to church because there are too many hypocrites there. Well, then just go to hell, spend eternity with them. Just live all of eternity with all the hypocrites in hell. Let me tell you about hypocrites in church. Do you realize that Jesus, the Bible said, his custom was to go every Sabbath. Jesus went to church faithfully. And his pastor killed him. I've heard people say, well, I can't submit to those people at that church. They're not right. Well, I promise you we're not going to kill you. So you're not as bad as Jesus was. See, we go to church because we love Jesus, not because we love the preacher or because we love the people that go there, which hopefully we do. But we go to church because we love Jesus. That's why we go. Because Jesus said, if you love me, you obey me. See, you might be scared when you get in trouble because the gates of hell can't prevail against you. Because the only thing the Bible says the gates of hell cannot prevail against is the church. That's the only thing, the church. So if you made a decision not to go back to church after COVID, you're in a really dangerous place. So I really don't care if you get mad at me. What I care is you get into a safe place. Run to the altar. Run to the altar. Okay, so um, Psalm 69 says, For God will save Zion, and he will build the cities of Judah. Judah are the praisers, the people who worship God all the time. Not just when they're leading praise on the stage, or not just when they've got their music on in the morning, but all day long they're worshiping God. That's who, Judah, that's who the tribe of Judah is. See, the Bible says when we murmur and complain, our spirit becomes weak. But when we praise and worship, our spirit becomes strong. And so God said he's going to build the cities of Judah, the praisers. So you need to determine you are going to be a worshiper, a praiser. All day long you're going to worship God and praise God. And you're not going to get into the negativism that's going on in the world. You're not going to fuss over politics and you're not going to fuss over whether your job wants you to wear a mask or not wear a mask. You're not going to get into the strife that is so bad in the world right now. You are going to be a praiser. The tribe of Judah. And the Bible says God builds the cities of Judah. Well, cities in the Bible are the symbol of our families. 
That's the city. Normally, a family began a city, and the city was normally uh, built around the family. So God saves the family of worshipers and praisers. It's so important that you spend your life worshiping God, talking about how good He is, believing that He's going to work all your problems out. And I want to stress, I'm not talking about people that get on the stage and worship. Although I appreciate all these kids getting up here worship. But you're not a worshiper if you get off of this stage and you're mean to people. Understand what I'm saying? You've got to worship all the time. Your life has got to be worship all the time. Okay? Um, for God will build the city of Judah. And they that dwell there will possess it. And the descendants of his servants will inherit it. So see, when we're worshipers, we're laying the groundwork for the next generation to live in the city of Judah. I mean, in the city of Zion. We're worshiping. I appreciate all these families that come on Wednesday night and bring your children to the house of God. You cannot imagine how vitally important that is. Those of you online that are sitting at home tonight and let your children stay home, you are destroying the next generation. See, the Bible said that if we bring them up the way God tells us to bring them up, when they're old, they're not going to depart from it. What a promise that I know my children are always going to live for God because we brought them up in the house of God teaching them to obey God. Did they always obey God? No, I haven't always obeyed God. But God's promise always comes to pass. When we obey Him, He keeps His promises. And so, coming to the house of God and being a worshiper and a praiser in your life is securing the next generation. And those who love His name will dwell there. If you really love Jesus, you're going to be in church. If you really love Jesus, you're going to, because Jesus told you to be there. Okay, Psalm 68. Um, somebody's just going to have to tell me when I need to quit. Is it time? Huh? Four. All right. Well, that gives us just enough time to pray. So the Bible says that we have not if we ask not. I'm highly disappointed in a lot of people in this church that don't attend any prayer meetings. <laughs> because if we don't ask, we don't have. If we don't ask, we don't have. You know? We have prayer, and, and oh, I'm so thankful for the prayer army on Wednesday night. So many people come and pray. Don't you love to pray with Don and Thelma? They're the most powerful, faithful. Well, see, when we come at 4 o'clock on Sunday night and pray, Don and Thelma are in time love. And our prayer meetings are not near as powerful on Sunday night. But still we ask God. And you know what happened Sunday night? A young man came in off the streets and got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost at prayer meeting here Sunday night. And so we're going to ask God tonight because the Bible says if we don't ask Him, we're not going to have it. So let's ask Him. Donald, I've heard you say that so many times. I, almost every time I think about prayer, that comes to my mind. If I don't ask God, I'm not going to have God and have what I want. Let's ask God to make us Zion. Hot on fire in love with Jesus like we never have been before.
Let's ask him to make us Zion. Because I have all these scriptures that I'm going to read on Wednesday night. All the promises over Zion. The one we just read right there is our next generation, our children and grandchildren will live in Zion if we live in Zion. And bring them. And we are worshipers and we are praisers. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask your Holy Spirit to convict every person under my voice that is not returning to the house of God to worship you. That they think it's okay to just stay at home, that everything will be okay. Lord, put it in their spirit. The gates of hell do not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. When we come together, all the living stones, all the body parts, and worship the head, the Bible says that you come, Jesus, and you build a throne in our midst. And Lord, you said that when we worship you, when we are of the tribe of Judah, we're worshipers, and we are in Zion, hot on fire for you, that you're the greatest love of our life, that our next generation will dwell here. So if we don't even see the need to do it for ourselves, help us to see the need to do it for our children and our grandchildren. Lord, convict us for being lazy, for using COVID as a reason to quit church. Please convict everyone under the sound of my voice that has used COVID as a reason to become lazy and quit serving you. Please convict them, Holy Spirit. Set a fire in their heart, Lord, that will burn, burn all the way back to the house of God. Help them become Zion. The tribe, the ones that love you with all their heart. You're the most important thing in our life. Nothing comes before you. Lord, you said that whatever we ask in prayer, believing, we receive. And Father, you said that if we ask anything according to your will, we know that we will have it. And Jesus, you said whatever you need, ask in the name of the Father and he will do it. So Father, we've asked and we believe that you're going to bring the ones back that are deceived and think that they can serve you without being in your house. Bring them back, Jesus, we pray. And we give you all the glory, all the honor. And all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you, Victory.